Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning into Not Another Sales Podcast, the third installment of Facial Fears. And the fear we're talking about today is the fear of overthinking. Do you have something you keep putting off? Something that you think you need more time to research or know more about? You know, is this a common habit that you find occurs throughout your life? I think the habit of overthinking is common within many of us as our brains are wired essentially to protect us from perceived danger and to survive. Therefore, we become trapped sometimes in our thoughts of all these reasons why we shouldn't do something, of all these reasons why we can't do something as opposed to why we can. And in the episode today to talk about this, I'm joined by change specialist and head coach at imachangemaker.com, Andrew Tilling, success coach and writer Lisa Jeffs, and sales and career strategist Christine Sarno. And they're going to be talking about some actionable insights into dealing with the process of overthinking and how you can prevent yourself from getting caught in the trap of this. So sit back, grab a pen and pad and enjoy. My name's Andrew Tilling and, and I help people who want to make a difference. I help them become successful and fulfilled leaders of change and open the doors on extraordinary careers as changemakers. And I do that through imachangemaker.com. When my brain is like really going for it, I like to think of it as a computer, right? Of, of only doing what you ask it to do. So when our commands are explicit to the brain, it's easy to understand what's going on. We ask, you know, what do I need from the shop? And we get a quick analysis and a list of things. Right? Um, or when you're crossing the road, will I get hit by a car if I cross now? There's a clear yes or no, right? And these are processes that you know, we've run hundreds of times. But when they're unconscious um, or, or these processes are driven by beliefs, it can be much more difficult to spot when we're running a program. We just get, we get thoughts popping up, right? Little unconscious processes. Um, now, the unconscious processes, they, they could simply and far less, I think, intimidatingly be described as an unvoiced intention, um, it's sometimes originating like a long time ago that we can understand and make conscious simply by observing them in the moment. A bit of mindfulness, if you like. Now, it might be, um, for instance, we're always coming up with ways to stop via the pub on the way home, right? And uh, this behavior, isn't it? It's driven by um, an unconscious thought process, driven by look down a little bit deeper, a craving for another alcoholic drink or, or even the buzz from hanging out with friends. And our brain is asking the question in an unvoiced way. It's like, okay, I'm going to head home, but I'm maybe I could go there or I could maybe go via here or maybe I could think about it this way, right? And it's answering the question, how do I get another drink? And all these ideas of how to get another one just pop into our heads. Or there's the fear of um, that worrying from falling from heights, right? I remember climbing up a treetop walk in Kew Gardens uh, near London. I don't know if you've ever been, but it's exceedingly high, right? You're literally walking around the tops of the trees. And I, I reach the top and it feels, it just feels really high. And my brain starts coming up with like a hundred ways that I could fall. And I felt so like really dizzy. And my brother, you now my brother, he, he installs technology like high above concert arenas, projectors and lighting, this kind of stuff. Um, and he used to have a, a huge fear of heights. 
and which is really bad for a technician in that role. And he suggested, he was up there with me, and he suggested asking my brain how I might stay safe. How will I stay safe? Instead of how will I fall, how would I stay safe? And I had quite a powerful shift in perspective. I mean, it was like certainly I, I could breathe again. Um, and, you know, while nervous, I could still complete the walk. And, you know, over time, applying that, I've, a tra- I've kind of trained myself to ask the right question when I'm up high. And often, I don't even notice a fear anymore. You know, the thought or well, the attitude, you call it conscious or unconscious, I, I've, the one that I find really likely to produce overthinking is... Uh, How can I make this as best as it can be? Now, surely that's quite a positive thing, right? Well, yes. Um, But what's the reason why we want to make it the best it can be? We look at that, we dig down, and we might find, well, so I can persuade them that I'm good enough, right? If we explore that one a bit more, it's, you know, why is that? It's, It's because... Well, because maybe I doubt that I'm good enough. And we end up striving for this this perfect thing. And perfection is such an abstract concept, right? And it's a constantly moving goalpost. So this question of how can I make this as best as it can be? How can I make this better? It's a constantly moving goalpost. And uh, we end up with the spinning ball, right? Uh, we end up with the with the um, the little hourglass just running and running and running and running and running, as our brains run this thought process over and over and over again, and we end up doing nothing. And if you find yourself doing this often, I'm going to suggest you a different question. I want you to try asking your brain, "What do I need to do to get this done?" Now, done's a very different question, very different notion to perfect, right? What do I need to do to get this done? Done is about the job being good enough. It's, it's not about you being good enough. It's about the job being done good enough. And it's a very physical question. It's a practical question. And that can help you to shift into a different state and see things to go and do, ultimately doing And importantly, starting to do early, before the brain begins its journey into its analysis paralysis. It's the fastest way out of this messy world of overthinking. Hello, my name is Lisa Jeffs, and I'm an intuitive success coach, and I work with women and men and help them move through their limits so they can create a life and career that they love. The challenge of overthinking. That's what I'm talking about today. It is a huge challenge for people. And I see this very often. Uh, People allow their brains to take over when they want to make a decision, when when they have a decision to make or or they want to make a decision. And what happens is they get really, 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 really wrapped up in their head. And more often than not, Once the overthinking takes control and builds up a momentum, people can get paralyzed and and they're so paralyzed that they cannot take action because they've confused themselves so much in their minds 
going through the pro pro and con list, going through, you know, which decision is, is logically the right decision to make instead of tuning in to their intuitive nudges and making the decision from a place of intuition. Because I'm an intuitive success coach, a lot of the work I do is helping people to tune into that intuition. You know, we often say, follow your gut, right? This is a big saying. I mean, it's a universal saying. I think it is. It might not be, but (laughs) follow your gut, right? Your gut will never steer you in the wrong direction, and even though people understand that, and you know, often when you say that to someone, a person will agree, yes, when I follow my gut, it never steers me wrong. However, people will often try to make decisions in their mind. And what, what begins to happen when we try to make a decision purely by logic or purely in our mind is overthinking can, can come on and it can, it can take control because what happens, our subconscious mind comes in and it starts firing fears at us, right? Well, if you make that decision, then this could happen. And what if that happens? And what if this happens? And what if this catastrophe happens? And, and people get to the point where they're so paralyzed, they can't make that decision. And if we can't make decisions, how are we going to move forward? We need to be able to make powerful decisions in our life if we want to you know, achieve our dreams, if we want to achieve our goals, if we want to get out of you know, our comfort zone, which often has this, the same results and, and contains the same outcomes, when we want something else, you know, more often than not, that is going to take you making a decision. Okay, so what I recommend for anyone who who you know off, who knows their pattern can goes into a form of overthinking. They overthink, which you know, if if that's you, that's across the board. It's a very common thing to happen. So you're not alone. But I want you to go in, and I want you next time you have a decision to make, I want you to really put feel into your intuitive nudges. Okay, and sometimes this can take. You know, I like to to put my hand on my heart, which connects me into my body, which can get me out of my head. And then I ask myself the question, well, is this the right, do I want to make this decision, right? I'll have two decisions, right? Is it, is it left or is it right? Do I want to go left? And that, that initial, whatever you get, that initial nudge, that initial answer, whatever it is, if it's yes, if it's no, it, trusting and going with that answer before the head steps in, before the overthinking comes in and says, but that's not logical. Well, how is that going to work? It's never worked before. And then you, you spiral down into the spiral of overthinking. And the more you can tune into those intuitive nudges and trust them and go with that answer and see that yes, Logically, that made no sense whatsoever, but I trusted that intuitive nudge and I went with it and now everything seems to start, is everything is falling into place. The more you can do that, the more you can stand in your power as a powerful decision maker and the less the overthinking is going to come in and start controlling the show. This is Christine Joy Luxarno. I'm a sales and career strategist and I want to urge you to get on it. Life is short, my friends. And one of the things that we 
do. And I think in just in general, most of us have faced this at, at a number of times during the course of our lives is this fear of overthinking. Um, we want to wait before we go after, say, the new job or the per- business we want to launch or, you know, some amazing new hobby or dream that we want to aspire to and achieve. And we wait because we think we have to wait until we are in the perfect situation that um, we have enough money, that we've scaled our audience enough, that, um, uh, you know, we, we wait for, for when we've got time, which by the way, I think at the end of the day, guys, we can also agree that, you know, most of us, especially in our adult lives, feel like we're, we're looking for more time to do things. Um, and, and the issue with overthinking is that it, it can be paralyzing. And it really stops us in our tracks in terms of moving forward with what we want to achieve. You know, so one of the things that I like to do is, is recognize that when I'm in a place um, of discomfort, I have to recognize that I'm going to grow and change by taking some action step, even if it's small, towards that goal, towards that dream. I have to understand that it is actually a positive, that when it feels uncomfortable, that's a good thing because I'm not in this state of plateau. Um, I know I'm stretching and I'm growing. So, you know, if it's, it's, it's as basic as I've never traveled to that country before, I don't even know where to start, you know, um, what cities to visit, or it could be, I'd like to launch this business, but I don't even know how to go about implementing what are the right next steps. Um, feels uncomfortable, but that's a good thing. So what we need to do in that moment is, is actually embrace that and then figure out what that next step is going to be. And it may be the wrong next step, but that's okay because we're going to learn from that. Um, part of it is also giving ourselves the room to, to trip, to fall, and to also you know figure out where do I go from here? All right. So the dream is still there. The goal is still there. Um, how do I pivot? And what's the right right action step to take, even if it's a small action step, but you've got to take action. Time is precious. And I got to tell you, the older we get um, and the more we experience, and I think sometimes, you know, a lot of times it's a wake-up call for us when, when we go through personal life losses, um, people that maybe we lost in our lives and we realize that, you know, that we don't have a guarantee for tomorrow. Um, think about how you want your life to be if you knew you only had, you know, another 24 hours, you know, another six months or another year. And what would you do to, to maximize that? Thanks for tuning in to an episode of Not Another Sales Podcast, Face Your Fears. You know, I'd love to hear from you if you found this episode has resonated with you on a particular fear or if you've taken something away from what I guess shared with you. To connect with me, you can find me on LinkedIn. My name's Chris Hatfield, aka Not Another Sales Guy. I'm also on Instagram at Not Another Sales Guy with an underscore in each of those words. And also on Facebook under Not Another Sales Guy. I'd also really appreciate if you are listening to this and you found it valuable and you've taken something away from it to share it amongst your community, amongst your network. And if you're listening onto things such as Apple Podcasts, is to give it a rating. And I truly appreciate all of your support, all of your feedback and welcome any of your questions. But for now, I'll catch you soon.